Well, good morning, church. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. It's good to see all of you here. And you came out in this crazy weather that can't decide if it wants to be cold or hot. And we're glad that you're with us this morning. And once again, I know we said it earlier, but if you're our guest, if you're coming back from last weekend, Easter weekend, or if you got an invite at the rodeo parade that we were at yesterday, or maybe you're just looking for a church home, whatever reason you're here, we're excited that you're with us. And we are kicking off this brand new series, My Big Fat Mouth. And this is going to be for all of us, you guys, because if we're honest, we all have trouble with the things that we say. And maybe growing up, you remember this statement, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that's not actually true at all, okay? The things that we say can hurt other people, and they really do impact our lives. The words that you say, they make a difference in the way that you see the world around you, in the relationships that you have. Words are really important. And so we're going to take the next few weeks and look at a few different ways that our big fat mouth gets us in trouble and what God's word says about this. And as we walk through this, um, we're going to do something together as a church that's going to help us with the things that we say in our big fat mouth. And so we're going to do this this morning. Um, We're going to memorize some scripture. And I want to start just by doing something interactive. Okay, because this is going to help you um, in this process that we do. I'm going to say a phrase. Okay, this is a phrase that I'm guessing most of us know. And as soon as I say it, I just want you to shout out where it's from. Okay, you're going to know this. This is going to be pretty easy. Okay, so I'm going to say the phrase. You just shout out where it's from. Here we go. The first one. Toto, I've got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. The Wizard of Oz. Great job, you guys. Okay, you got that one. Super easy one. How about this one? May the force be with you. Star Wars. Okay, now we know all the nerds in the room. Okay, I'm one of you guys. That's a pretty famous one, right? How about this one? I'll be back. Terminator. Terminator, yes. That's my best Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation right there, okay? And, and then this last one. My mama always said, life is like a box of chocolates. Forrest Gump, you never know what you're going to get, okay? So those are easy. And the reason why we did this is because it's easy to memorize things. No one sat down with the textbook, right? No teacher pulled those out and said, hey, you need to memorize these famous movie quotes. We just got a hold of them, right? So for all of you that are saying, wait, I can't memorize part of the Bible. It's too hard. No, look at this. I just proved it. It's really easy to memorize lines, okay? So that's what we're going to do. Even if you've never memorized verses in the Bible before, we're going to do that in this series, and we're going to memorize three scriptures, one every week for something we're focused in on, and these scriptures are going to help us control what we say. We believe the Word of God um, shapes our lives. And so here we go. The first one is Proverbs 12. 22, this is the one we're focusing on this week. So you just got one this week. Here's what it says. The Lord hates every liar, but he is a friend of all who can be trusted. Okay. So we're going to say this together a few times this morning. We're going to say this out loud. So let's do this together. Here we go. The Lord hates every liar, but he is a friend of all who can be trusted. Proverbs 12, 22. Second time. Here we go. The Lord hates every liar, but he is a friend of all who can be trusted. Proverbs 12, 22. Here comes the test. Everyone in the room, close your eyes. Okay, one more time. The Lord hates every liar, but he is a friend of all who can be trusted. Proverbs 12, 22. So what we want you to do is we're going to leave that up for a moment. You can take a picture of that. It's going to be on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, in case you forget halfway through the week. But you're standing in line 
Students, you're getting ready for school. Adults, you're driving to work in the morning. We want you to say that a few times every day this week. The Lord hates every liar, but he's a friend of all who can be trusted. Proverbs 12, 22, because we believe that scripture shapes our life and we're going to allow God's word to help us control what we say, which is what we're talking about today. Truth or lies, truth versus lies. And we want to look at this idea of, hey, are we people that speak more truth in our life? Or are we people that tell more lies in our lives? And what that does to is the impact when we don't speak the truth. And so we know this lying lips bring destruction. The truth brings freedom. And that's what we want to focus in on today. Lying lips bring destruction, but the truth brings freedom. So this week I'm sitting down and I'm thinking about this message. And so I start to do some research and I just want to know, hey, on majority, the majority of us as Americans, as people that live here, like, are we more truthful in our lives or do we tend to stretch, embellish, however we want to say, it? do we tend to lie to each other more? And it was interesting what I found. The first statistic and article that I was reading as I was going through these different articles and studies that they do, um, I found out that on average, we as people, we lie 10 to 200 times a day. It's pretty crazy. And in case you're thinking, well, that's a weird statistic, right? 10 to 200. Couldn't they have narrowed that down? No, because we lie about lying, you guys. That's the problem is researchers are struggling with this because we can't even admit it when we're lying. And so you get this big number, 10 to 200. I know that's a wide gap, but that's how often we lie, okay? Women admitted to lying 80% of the time telling these harmless half-truths. Can we give women an applause for being honest about lying? Thank you, guys. You're a lot more truthful than guys are. And I love how the article worded it, harmless half-truths, okay? It's really just lies, however you want to sugarcoat it, okay? That's what it is, but we engage in that quite a bit. 31% of us lie on our resumes or our job applications. That's going to come back to bite you in the butt, okay? Because at some point, your boss is going to say, hey, I remember you said you can do this. Can you take over this project? And you're going to remember, oh, yeah, I lied on my job application, right? I don't actually know how to do that. But for some reason, we're comfortable on this sheet of paper, on a resume or job application, saying we actually know how to do this. 61% of us admit in the first 10 minutes of a conversation, we're going to tell at least one lie. Guys, we can't even go 10 minutes, right, without bringing up a lie, without saying something. It's crazy when you think about it. Like, I'm reading all of these articles. I'm going through studies that they have. There's even a whole website devoted to if you're going in for a job interview and you want to know if your potential boss is telling the truth or maybe you're doing the interview and this potential employee, if you're going on a first date, if you're meeting someone for the first time, how do you tell if someone's lying? And there was this website that told you, you guys may know some of these, they said, look into the eyes. And so you may have heard that if someone can't look you in the eyes, they're lying. That's not actually the way it works. It's if they keep on shifting their gaze. So maybe they're kind of zoned into you and then they start to look around, they may be lying. Or maybe they've been looking around, it's been a casual conversation, and then they just lock eyes with you. They may be lying at that point, Okay. There are these micro expressions. Have you guys heard of this? Like a split second, even when your mouth is lying, your face is not. And investigators know this. And so they study these split second expressions. One twenty-fifth of a second, your face will give away the truth, even if your mouth is not. And so they learn these things, right? How about this one? It says, um, look at their smile. If their mouth is smiling, but their eyes are not, 
I don't know what that looks like, okay? However, you do that weird expression. But if you can kind of grab that, then you know someone maybe is not telling the truth. And the article went on and on. And I stopped about halfway through and I thought, this is crazy, you guys. Scientists are devoting their entire lives to this. Funds are giving millions of dollars to this kind of research. Why? Because we can't trust one another. The bottom line is we lie a lot and we lie often to each other, right? We don't really think about what we say. It just naturally comes out in our conversations and the things that we talk about. And so it's crazy. We're spending millions of dollars just to try to know, is that person telling the truth? Like, are they actually being honest with me? And all of these studies are being conducted. And so I want you to think about that this morning. Not going to make you raise your hand because that would force many of us to lie even more, okay? But how often do we lie, right? How often do we fail to tell the truth, to not speak honestly about what's happening or about the situation that we're in? And we think, okay, this will get me out of trouble. Maybe I'll kind of work my way out of this. However you want to say it, we typically lie a lot. And God's word, let's look at that again. Proverbs 12, 22, you can take out your Bibles. We just went over this verse, but it talks about this. And this is what it says. The Lord hates every liar, but he is a friend of all who can be trusted. One of the versions, the Bible there in the seat in front of you, it says like this, that lying is an abomination to the Lord. That whenever we don't speak the truth, it, it brings destruction in our life. Like it's an abomination, that word that God detests that in our lives. Whenever we're not speaking the truth, whenever we're not being honest with one another, it brings destruction into our lives. It's just what happens. Yet so many times we engage in that, like we're doing that all of the time. In this book of Proverbs, we're going to look at a number of verses here because it's so full of wisdom about the power of our words. In Proverbs 12, 22, it just speaks that. So you're in that situation, you're in that moment, and you tell a lie, and we want you to remember, wait, this is not what God wants for my life. This is actually damaging me in a number of different ways. It's damaging the relationships that I have. Lying lips bring destruction. The truth brings freedom. What is a lie? I mean, have you ever just stopped and thought about that? What is a lie? Now, you may think, well, we all know that, right? But we're around it so much, we probably don't stop and think about it. And a lie is any point where your words, how about this one, your actions. Well, I didn't say anything technically, right? But your actions may lead someone to believe or the intent of your heart, right? It is there and it conceals the truth or it's not revealing the truth. It's not speaking what's truthful in that moment. That's a lie. That's a lie, you guys. Doesn't necessarily just have to be our big fat mouth getting us in trouble. We can live through our actions. We can live this lifestyle, right? That's falsehoods, that's full of lies. And we do this quite often. And let me pause here because I know sometimes when I start to talk about this, we justify our behavior. And we go back to psychology class or a philosophy class and we think, wait, if you live during World War II and you're hiding Jewish people and Nazi soldiers come in your house and they ask, are you hiding anyone? And you lie in that moment. Is that morally wrong? And we have these philosophical debates in our mind, right? You may have had these conversations with friends or with some college professor. And here's what happens is we go to these extremes to try to justify it. And those are great conversations. I'm not going to dive into all of the morality of that at this moment and what God's word says. But, but we deceive ourselves because we get off on these lofty ideas instead of just facing the truth of our practical everyday lives. 
And we, we tend to lie more than we really think we do. Just stop and think about it. You meet someone new, maybe they're someone famous, or maybe they're someone that you look up to. And so you start to tell things, tell stories that aren't true, right? You're like, man, when I was on the football team in high school, I was a superstar. And your best friend is right next to you. And they're like, wait, you were a water boy. And you're like, shut up, right? And so you go into this story, man, I was a running back. Like I got the football, this game winning touchdown. And they're like, no, you got Gatorade for the team, right? And, and we think about it. I'm just embellishing the story. I was actually on the football, like a part of it's true, right? And, and we think, well, that's okay, right? No, that's, that's actually a lie, you guys. You're not being truthful in that moment. You're not being honest in that moment. How about this one? You're at work or students, you're at your house and that homework assignment, your parent comes in, knocks on the door. Hey, have you started that project yet? And what do you say? Yeah, I've been working on that. What do you mean? I'm going to get to it right now that you said something because I didn't think about it before this point. But you lied in that moment, right? You haven't done anything with that. Your books are still in your backpack. You've been thinking about something else. But what do you do? You lied to try to get yourself out of trouble because you think somehow it'll make the situation better. That's what we typically do. Or your spouse or your roommate, right? Someone's there and they say, hey, did you go pick up the groceries? Did you pay that bill I talked to you about? You never said anything. Nope, you can remember standing there in the living room the day before when you had this conversation, but what do you do in that moment? You lie, right, to get yourself out of trouble. It's, it's what we do. How about this one for so many of us? It's the end of March, it's the beginning of April, it's tax season. Yeah, it got quiet in here, okay? And, and you're filling out that line, what do I have to claim? What did I earn? Wages and tips? And you're thinking, well, I'm not gonna claim my tips, right? Like government's already taking so much. Hey, that side job that they paid me cash for, no one knows about that. I don't have to write that number down, right? And what do we do? We lie in that moment. And we, we may justify it like the government's already taking so much. I don't appreciate the way they spend my money. It's going to these things that I'm not really in support of. It doesn't matter how you try to justify it. It's a lie. And if we trust God's word, if we believe what he says, in that moment, those things that we're saying, our actions, what we're doing, it's actually an abomination to God. God looks at that part of our life and, and he says, man, that's not what I want for you. When you do that, when you speak things that are not true, when you live in that way that's not true, I, I hate that. It brings destruction into your life and, and it begins to destroy things around you. And so I just started to think about that. God, why do you hate lies? Like, what real difference does, like, why would you say that, that you hate, you hate it when we lie? Why is it an abomination? And I begin to think we're made in the image of God. There's a part of the gospels, you may not know this, but there's a time where Jesus is speaking, the son of God speaking in the gospels, and he makes this statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And do you know this? There's a point in history where God leans over at the beginning of time. He leans over man and woman. He breathes the breath of life in them. He imparts a piece of himself. You have a reflection. The image of God lives inside of you. And what happens when you lie? You destroy that image. You don't think about it, right? It's just a little half-truth. Like, it's just an innocent thing I'm saying. I'm embellishing. I'm going to get to it, right? Like, I'll eventually get there. No, what you've done is you've just destroyed that image of God inside of yourself. He's truth, and he's made you to be a bearer of truth. And when you live a lie, 
People around you, whether you think they're going to find out or not, it begins to destroy the image of God that they see in you. It brings destruction to our relationship with God. You're a bearer of God's image, and he's, his characteristic, his nature is he's a truth teller. It's who he is. Why does he hate that? Because it destroys that part of himself that he placed inside of each and every one of us that we're meant to be that example to the world around us of what truth is. It's that image of God. And we don't think about it, but we destroy that so many times in our life. At the Escamilla household, whenever we get up in the morning and we're getting ready for school, we're getting ready for school, we have these ESCA declarations that we do. I've mentioned them before, but we have things that I make our kids say. I try to remember to have them say it every morning. Sometimes we forget, but we try to do that. It's things like, hey, I'm made in the image of God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Another one, I'm God's workmanship created to do good works. And so I'll tell them, hey, today God has made you to do good works. Another one, our third statement is, I'm a truth teller. Just that simple thing. I am a truth teller. I make my kids say this before we go to school. And when I turn around and I ask them, hey, what does that mean? They can tell you, probably couldn't right now because I'd put them on the spot, but they could tell you, hey, that means I tell the truth no matter the consequences. I want my kids when they leave the house, I want them when they're growing up to remember that you bear the image of God in your life. And because of who God is, you're called to be a truth teller. You're called to be someone who speaks out the truth to people around you. You're gonna go to school today. You're gonna meet a lot of broken people, a lot of hurting people. You have the option to be an example, a reflection of who God is simply by speaking the truth. I'm a truth teller. Church, that's who God's called us to be. Because when we live a lie, when we speak out lies, we're destroying that image of God, that part of God that he's placed inside of us. It brings the destruction. That's why he's saying, hey, this is an abomination. I hate it when you lie. Because it's destroying that reflection of myself that I've placed in you. Not only does it destroy that part, that image of God inside of each of us, it destroys the relationships around us. One of the stories that Sarah, my wife, always tells our kids was whenever she was in elementary school, she had a favorite teacher. And one day she did something and she was late for school and she was so embarrassed, she didn't want to be honest about what happened. And so she went to her teacher and said, hey, I ride the bus. It wasn't my fault. The bus driver was late. And so that's why I'm getting into class late. And so that's what happened. And the teacher said, okay. But the problem was a few weeks later, Sarah did not ride the bus and her dad slept in and didn't wake them up in the morning. And so she got to school late again and she went to her teacher forgetting what she had said. And she said, hey, my dad drives me to school. This was the truth this time. And he slept in and the teacher looked at her and said, I don't believe you. And she's like, I was crushed in that moment because I respected this teacher. And he said, you know what? Last time when you said that I ride the bus, I went and looked at your file and you don't ride the bus, do you, Sarah? And she had to look down and say no. And she said, it just always felt awkward after that with that teacher. Our relationship wasn't the same. Whether you realize it or not, you guys, lying will destroy relationships. And you may think, hey, I can cover that up. But let me tell you, it's just like planting a garden. You put seeds of deceit in your life long enough, it's going to grow some fruit. 
And you may not know why that relationship is awkward. You may not always be able to identify it, but if you've allowed lies into your life, if you've spoken lies in that relationship, it will ultimately destroy that relationship. It can't survive. Why? Because lies breed destruction in our life. It breeds death. That's why God says, I hate that. It destroys our connection with each other when we're not speaking the truth, when we're not living in a truthful way. It brings destruction inside of each and every one of us. But see, there's this powerful thing. Truth brings freedom inside of our life. We see this in another part of the scripture that many of us may be familiar with. In the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16. In the book of Exodus chapter 20, there's this list of commands. You probably know them as the 10 commandments. Okay. And one of them, one of the commandments says this, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And God's speaking to his people. And in case you don't know the story surrounding this, when God gave these lists of guidelines and this way to live to his people, they were coming out of 400 years of slavery, 400 years as slaves, right? And in that time, they're not thinking about their future. They're not thinking about their grandkids or what kind of retirement. I mean, they're just barely surviving. Pharaoh and the Egyptians are whipping them. They're seeing people die all around them. They're being forced to make bricks and monuments and build cities and buildings, all of these things. They're just thinking survive. And yet God, when he gives them this list of rules, when he says this to them, one of these things is, hey, don't lie. Why does he say that? Because he wants them to know, hey, you've been living in slavery and I'm taking you to the promised land. And the way you live, that mindset that you have will not work in what I'm about to give you, in what I'm about to do in your life. See, I'm offering freedom and you've just been trying to get by, but I'm offering a life, not just for you to exist, but for you to thrive, right? For you to grow, for you to prosper. And you cannot take lies. You cannot bear false witness, right? You can't speak things. It's not going to help you. It's not going to cause your family to grow. It's going to break down the relationships around you. God knew this. You can't build a family like that. You can't build a community like that. You can't build a nation like that. How do we know that? Just look at America. You guys, we're self-destructing. Part of the reason is we don't trust our political leaders, do we? Because president after president has stood in court session, has stood up in front of the American public, said one thing, and then it comes out later. Wait, that's not what happened at all. They were twisting their words. And what do we do? Yeah, we don't believe them. And they don't believe us. Why? They know we make more money than we put on our tax forms, right? This is not a trusting relationship. And so it begins to break down, right? It's a breakdown of freedom inside of our government. We see it all around us. We're a broken nation. Why? Because we've, cho- we've chosen to live in lies. Instead of speaking the truth, instead of those that are leading us actually being honest about what's taking place and what's happening, it has bred mistrust in our nation and there's brokenness surrounding us. You can't build a nation on that. You can't build your family on that. You can't build relationships on that. Lies will destroy you. But speaking the truth brings this freedom. Jesus said that in another place in the Gospels. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You want freedom in your relationships? You want the kind of life that God has promised and the kind of life that God wants to give you? It comes with speaking the truth, with being honest at those, to those around you, being honest with those that are in leadership around you and saying, you know what? I'm not going to be someone that lives the lies, but I'm going to speak with truth. 
What would happen if we became those kinds of individuals? I want to close this conversation with this thought. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is John chapter 1, verse 17. And the author there, John, says, you know what? The law came with Moses, but Jesus came speaking grace and truth. Grace and truth. See, sometimes the lies that are there in our life aren't just what we say, but it's what we omit. And think about the power that would be there in our relationships if we spoke the truth to those around us. Sometimes it's not bad feelings. It's actually we love the people around us, and yet we're not telling them, we're not encouraging them. We're going to speak about that again in a few weeks. But how powerful would it be if we chose to be people of the truth? If we lived like Jesus did, bringing his love, bringing grace and truth to the world around us. So if you were to die today, what is the one thing that you would most regret not having told someone? Hmm. Um, I would regret not telling my family and friends just how much I appreciate the support that I always get from them. Earlier today, I was in a little bit of a dispute with a close friend. I would really regret not apologizing and um, mending that friendship. I would have wanted to tell my dad and let him know how crucial his undying love and support is. Why haven't you thought? I think it's because I want to believe that they already know. Oh, I'm not a very expressive person. <laughs> uh, I don't see her a lot. She works a lot, so I kind of took a step back. She struggles to let us love her. Uh, she struggles to let people love her, and I think uh, it damaged our relationship. I'm worried that they will feel good and it will make them feel like, you know, like it will make them feel appreciated and then I'm worried that I'll let them down. It's, it's messed up, but I guess in my mind if I keep the level manageable, then I don't risk hurting them in the long run. Are you, are you willing to ring one of them and tell them how much you appreciate them? Okay, sure. Do you want me to do it now? You want me to do that right now? If she doesn't answer, this will be a big flop. Yo, you got a minute to talk? Hi, Ma. How are you doing? Uh, don't be alarmed, but I just wanted to take this opportunity uh, to tell you that you're very special and I'm very grateful for everything you've ever done for me. And no, I'm not dying. I will be coming back home and we will hang out together. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to say thank you. You do that some bastante importante para mim. Eu queria ter tido mais intimidade com vocês, mais contato com vocês. Ma, bendición. Michael, quería llamarte para decirte que te amo y te adoro y te y me hace falta. Ok, llámame cuando pueda. Cuando pueda. I love you. Bye. <laughs> He's like, oh, ok. <laughs> All right, I love you too. Bye.
You guys, the truth has power in our lives. And just like lies destroy relationships, when we're willing to speak the truth, it can bring healing. It can bring strength to the relationships that we have around us. And I want to challenge you this morning. I don't know what kind of person that you are. I know that most of us, we struggle with this issue in our life. Our mouth gets us in trouble because we tend to lie a lot more than we want to. And God's word reminds us, hey, it brings destruction inside of each of us. It destroys the image of God in our life. It destroys our relationships with others. But when we speak the truth, when we're willing to be honest and we're willing to say those things truthfully, sometimes even when there are consequences, it does something. It brings freedom in our lives in a way that we don't often experience. And I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to ask if you would bow your head and close your eyes because we want to just take a moment to reflect on what God's saying in this message. I want you to just reflect for a second, God, what kind of person am I, Lord? Are there moments where it's easier for me to tell lies in my life? Maybe to get out of trouble, but maybe it's just what's become natural to me. And God, I'm realizing this morning that it can destroy my relationships, that God, it can destroy my relationship with you. Maybe you're in this room and we've been talking about what God wants, but you've never taken that first step of surrendering your life to God. You know that destruction. You know the brokenness around you because you're living in that. But maybe this morning you're seeing the power of God's word. The truth is God wants a relationship with you. He wants to be close to you. And our sin many times keeps God away. And yet he pursues us. And if that's you, if you're reflecting this morning and you're willing to be honest and say, Aaron, I don't have that relationship with God. Maybe I had it at one point, but I've walked away. We can't fix ourselves. And that's the beauty of the gospel is Christ came, Jesus came and gave himself for us so that we could know that relationship with God. And if that's you in this moment, you know God's speaking to you. You want that fresh start. You're like, Aaron, I want a brand new start in my life. I want my relationship with God to be right. I want to pray with you. If that's you, would you just lift up your hand this morning? Then you can put it back down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After you lifted it up, put it back down. Thank you. Church, I want us to all say this together, whether you're praying it for the first time or whether you've prayed it before, let's say this out loud. Lord, I come to you. And God, I want to be a truthful person. But Lord, you see the lies in my life. And I'm asking for your help this morning. Forgive me of my sins. Be the savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Church, can we just put our hands together and celebrate for those that were maybe praying that prayer for the first time or recommitting their lives to God? And now I want all of us in this room to respond together. And this is what we're going to do is we're just going to take a quick moment. It's not going to be long. And I'm going to challenge you to speak the truth. It may in this next minute or two, it may be someone that's sitting right next to you. And it's been too long since you've told them what they mean to you. And you need to speak something encouraging, the truth of love that you have because you've been holding that back from them. 
It may be in this moment you need to pause and reflect on God. There are some things that I've been lying about and this week I may need to make that right. Maybe going to a family member or a friend and just being honest with them and say, hey, I don't want to mess up this relationship. And so I need to bring some things out into the open. Or maybe they're not here, but you have a smartphone or there's notes in front of you if you don't have a way to text. And just take a moment, just write a note of encouragement to someone else and say, hey, this is what I need to say. This is the truth that I've not shared with you yet, but I want to express to you and then find a time this week to do that. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a moment. You may need to talk to someone next to you. You may need to pull out your phone. You may need to just reflect and say, God, is there something you want to show me in this moment? But we're going to pause because we want to be a church that is truthful. We don't want to allow lies to destroy our life. We want to walk in honesty and in closeness with our heavenly father and be a reflection of him. So let's take a moment. Let's do that together as a church.